Hey, everybody, you're listening to Raw with Marty Gallagher, J.P. Bryce, and Jim Steele, brought to you by Iron Company. Today, we're discussing lifespan, strength training, and improving resilience. Researchers have determined that the human lifespan is most significantly based on two data points, biological age, defined as the combination of stress, lifestyle, and chronic diseases, and resilience, how quickly a person returns to normal after responding to a stressor. Researchers recently used extensive medical and fitness data from both UK and US volunteers. This included blood test results, daily steps taken, and information on DNA. All this info was was fed into an artificial intelligence system to calculate our maximum potential lifespan. The conclusion, it seems humans have the potential to live naturally between 120 to 150 years. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm in the the second half of life. You're in the second half. And what brought this up, Marty, was (laughs) you just, uh, we just posted one of your articles. It's called Lifespan Strength Training and Improving Resilience. So you had a lot of uh, good information to go with this. And it kind of, where did it start with the, uh, you read an article, right? Yeah, UK Daily News. I love this. I love that. That, right. that, that uh, gossip rag. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, they do do uh, good stuff. And it was just this, um, if you drill down in the, in, into the study, well, first of all, I think the first takeaway is this, this idea of resilience, right? We need resilience. And I got to thinking about it and it was like, well, a uh, serious weight trainer, that's what we do. We practice resilience. We, we, go, we go all out in a set. We attempt to recover as quickly as can because we want to do another all out set. Might be in the same exercise, might be in a different exercise. You go all out in the squat, you do your top set in the squat, give 100%. You need to get yourself back together because now it's time to bench. You're going to go all out on the bench. You got, and, and this is the very definition of resilience. You're stressing, you're recovering. Right. And then within our world, we put a premium on being able to recover quicker. The out of shape take the longest to recover between maximal efforts. Right. The, the really super fit take the least amount of time. And we, we try to, we try to shorten that. We don't, I mean, we don't want to be ridiculous. You don't want to turn strength training into cardio by cutting the, the rest time down to nothing. Although in uh, high levels of bodybuilder, that's exactly what they do. Right, Jimmy? Yeah. I mean, you're going, uh, your partner goes and then you go. But I mean, they'll do 20 rep sets and, you know, stuff like that, which we would never 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 consider but well and then in crossfit they're doing the same thing they're going from you know pull-up bar to deadlifts to bike to everything you know so well that that type uh think how many think how many people don't have any stressors in their lives right it's like what well and it goes back to an evolutionary thing i mean we're meant to be able to yes we're meant to, to be stressed and or then, what if we if, if we don't stress what happens we degrade right we fall apart yeah we're meant People to be active they get anxious it's a, it, yeah well particularly if, if if you uh fuel up with bad fuel right cheetos we're, we're also yeah cheetos yeah your favorite jimmy uh 
Except don't don't get it on the truck interior. No, no, right. this can't. <laughs> uh, but but this whole idea of of serious weight trainers are resilient dudes. Now that's assuming they don't mess it up by becoming, you know, messing up the nutrition to the point that they become obese. And you know what I mean? You can ruin the deal with bad eating. Yeah. yeah it, it's a, it's a recipe. You have to follow it on from all aspects. It's really kind of bodybuilding in the yeah. generalized sense, but in the specifics, we change the, we change the components. We don't do cardio like they, like a bodybuilder do car, does cardio. We don't weight train like a bodybuilder weight trains. We don't diet like a bodybuilder diets. Uh, we don't use their psychological tactics, but we have our own within those, those big check squares. And the resilience thing, you get it from cardio, you get it from lifting, you even get it from, from severe deprived eating again right jim yeah i mean you know with resilience is defined as your ability to bounce back from something right and what you were talking about before uh with the the heavy heavy set of squats or whatever and then coming back again and then yep. coming back again and yep. coming back again yep. and that's resiliency and then you know your ability to push through things like marty was just saying about the diet man i mean you know i had a guy uh text me the other day he's like man i'm really acting like an ass around my family and I'm so freaking hungry. And I know you've been through it, Jim. So what do you think? And, you know, uh, the ability to day after day do something like that and sacrifice and sacrifice, um, you know, that's, that's an example of resiliency for me. You know? but, but also the stressors have to be like Marty says, you know, hundred percent. Well, that's yeah. intensity. And we've been whole yes, 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 that. Yes, if the yes. effort isn't, to the point of, wow, am I going to make this? Am I going to survive this? Then I don't think it's something that really improves it a whole bunch. You know, you're talking about, um, and I sent you guys that podcast with the guy who wrote Comfort Crisis, where that's this whole thing. You know, Marty just happened to put the article out right when this book came out. It sort of meshes together that your body and this whole premise is your body is millions of years of bouncing back. Of mil It has millions of years of doing very hard things very intensely. Um, and we've gotten away from that. You know, his point was you can go your whole life now and never really be in danger at all. And never really, well, you have psychological stressors, but and you right. get a, you get an overabundance. You get, if you get nothing but psychological uh, stressors and right. physically you're weak and impaired and just, yeah. you know, that, that makes it very difficult to, to exhibit any kind of resilience, right? Yeah, you know, and when you're not stressing yourself physically to the nth degree, you're you're you get depressed, you get anxious. You know, your body wants it; it needs it. It needs it. Intense training is the is the greatest uh, natural stress reliever known to man. Yes, and, and you know, I've read research where they said that it's just as good as taking pills for depression and things like that. The problem is you yeah. got to get yourself in the gym to do it. Yeah. And also there's a all dependent on the level of intensity. Not everyone is capable or willing. There has to be a psychological level where it triggers a hormonal release. I mean, it's a very, it's a very uh, finite thing. It's not like, Oh, wishing it or, 
No, it's it's your body has to, and everyone's body is different. You have to stress the organism to such a point that these uh, what danger hormones are released. You know, and there's about seven of them. And if you get, if you take it to the what we like to do is we call, <coughs> the, excuse me, the ideal is what we call the barely completed final rep. Mm. You don't have to eat it. You don't have to fail with it to know that you shouldn't have taken it. But, you know, just know that there's no way I could do another rep. Right. That's 100 percent effort. And you have done you have done your duty, brother. Yeah. And, and on a good day, you might get, I don't know, seven reps with that 315. On a bad day, you only get three. Normally you get five. You know what I mean? Uh, and you take that into account. You can still give a hundred percent on a, on an off day. Right. It's what you know, that's important. That's important. You you know, I think it's very important for everybody to understand what their, their, their maximums are. In other words, what their maximum limits are in uh, both physically (laughs) and mentally. We all understand, we all understand that with the lifting that we do and, and, and things we do in business um, you know, what, we're capable of doing what our maximums are, what our ceilings are. I've seen it with myself. And that's one of the uh, biggest takeaways in life that I think I have for myself is understanding what my maximum capabilities are physically uh, through the gym and all that. And mentally through the gym in life with owning a business and all that. And it just helps you throughout other things in your life so much, just knowing how, what those, what the maximum of your stressors are, where you, you know, hit the red line. And it's just so helpful going through other things in life. You, you know that going into something new, uh, you have a much better idea if you can accomplish that, if you can't accomplish that, or, you know, you guys know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Well, let me yeah. ask you this, both you guys, do you think that being able to push yourself to that true hundred percent is a, can be a learned thing or do you think you either have it or you don't no you, you can learn i mean some people will never right so do you think to, you can to, show somebody so if someone's mm-hmm. lifting with you and you say okay this is my one all out set and and you show them over and over again how to get to that point then they can pick that up well i like i take even the most out of shape person and let's say they're only able to do what uh four partial squats using the cross core in the first session right over time we're going to work that up to 10 right then once we get to 10 using this sort of partially movement where we're we're going to drop it down a little bit and we're going to, over time we're going to drop it down drop it down drop it down now all of a sudden she they're doing 10 reps full range of motion all the way on heels oh now let's go to what uh jim three sets of six mm. right now we break into the mall. Once we get up to beautiful set of 10 reps, now we go into the multiple sets. Again, we're, we're coaxing progress. But in each case, in every session, I work with these completely out of shape people. And every session for six months, they improve. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you, you sitting there saying, oh, you got another one. You got another one. Or, or, you, or, or you don't. Racket. Well, yeah, exactly. We're, we're exactly. done. To, we're done today. You, you know you where did, they are. You did great. You did great. You know you, you know today is not the day, but you gave a hundred percent. Right. You really you know did. You did your duty. That was great. That was great. But no, no, we're done. 
Yeah. <laughs> but but Jim, I, do, I, think, I do that all the time. Yeah. Jim, Jim, I think we, we learn to adapt uh, to the pain as we learn how to do these exercises and as we get stronger and we get more time under our belt uh, with, with weight training or cardio training or whatever. And I think, uh, I think you, you have people that adapt and understand that pain and know that it's a good thing. Now I'm talking muscular pain. I'm not talking about pain that's going to hurt you. I'm talking about pain that, uh, you know, induces growth and, and all that stuff. But I think, um, I think certain uh, a certain percentage of the population looks, you know, after they they've been in it for a while, they look forward to that. Some people don't because it hurts and they'll never get used to that. But guys like us, you know, and, and most people listening, you look yeah. forward to that pain because, you know, that's what's bringing the gains. You know, that's yeah. what's going to be rebuilding the muscle bigger and stronger when you you leave the gym. Yeah, I, I just think I'm, I'm fascinated by the pushing and getting someone to where they are pushing 100%. For example, like I've had football kids who were, you know, let's say we're doing the heaviest triple you can do that day in a squat. And I've said, you got it, you know, you got this third one, you got it, you got it. And you can see in just in their demeanor change a little bit, like, I don't have this, you know, I, I can't do this. And they miss it or they, they get to the bottom and act like they fall down or whatever. And we all, and every, all my assistants know, you know, you wussed out on that rep. So, but, and then I've said to them, wow, man, are you going to live with that? You're going to live with that today. And you're going to live with that the next day and the next day that you quit on that rep. And a lot of times the kid will come back, even in fatigue state and get three and crush it. And I'll say, look, what everybody gather around, you know, Bobby got this much stronger in about two minutes. What was the different difference, Bobby? Oh, I wasn't being a wussy coach, but he didn't use that word, you know? So it's, uh, Jimmy, you're like Burgess Meredith in the Rocky movie. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> but, so my point is, sometimes people need to be told you yes. have more than that, and you yeah. will. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, but you know what? Jim? On it. Some rise to the occasion, and others. Yes, fail. Marty. And then some will say, "Some will say, no, that's all right, Coach." Yeah. And I'll say, "Wow." And then they stop showing up. Yeah, and then the word will spread. Yeah. But can, you're, I, you're can, exactly I, right. can I loop back around to something, JP? I, I was cackling like a hyena under my breath, and I don't want to leave the wrong impression on people because you said something, JP, that was actually profound about the ability to, you know, if you subject yourself to it long enough and intense enough over time and with re- repetition, you become more adept at it, right? Yeah, you so learn it. it. Yeah. I know, but I know, but I had this vision in my head that came in and it just broke me up. It was the Russians doing the face slapping competition. Have you seen that? <laughs> yes, it's Have terrible. Have you seen that? Yes. That, how do you, I mean, and these guys, they got to practice it, right? So these guys are developing like calluses on the side of their faces. And I mean, that is the definition of resilience right there, buddy. I mean, I, <laughs> those guys are going to live forever, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. One side of their heads are going to be deformed, right? Because they take all the blows to the same side, right? Oh, my God. Anyway, yeah. that, that, but let's, can we move back around? Because I want well, to, let me just say one more thing. Yeah. Let me just say one more thing. And Jim, you know, you touched on something that you're going to have certain people that just say, no, that's okay. Yeah. They don't care. You know, I experience that a lot in business. I deal with so many people that just don't care. Yeah. And if you put them in the gym, they would be one of those people that said, no, I'm not going to get that 
that uh, third or fourth rep or whatever. They just or don't care. Some, look at you like you're crazy when you tell Some them. people don't care about anything and you have to make them do their job. No, and, no, no. We just don't hang out with those guys. If they, <laughs> if they come to the gym, they it's like, no, they, first off, they don't get in. Because they well, got to, you got to pass the audition first. Well, the verbal, I'm, the I'm, audition. I'm forced to deal with these kind of people sometimes because I'm in business. You oh, I'm not talking about. Don't business. have to this deal with not, all that. No, this isn't not the business. I'm not talking but about it business. I'm kind of about. aligns with. I'm like, you know, I know if this bastard went to the gym, he he ain't getting the third or fourth rep because he's not. You know, he can't even complete his his work or send me an email that answers my questions or whatever. So anyway. The point is, you got some people that are going to do it, and you got some people that aren't. And uh, some can learn, some refuse. It's a it's a potpourri. Okay, there you go. Potpourri. All righty. Uh, all right. So let's maybe. So what are what are some of the ways we can ahead. develop that in people? Well, all right. Let me let me come on. Let me jump in here. So if you drill down into this study, what you find is that these guys and I knew this was gonna happen. So all the, all the buzz, there's just a huge buzz everywhere about the tech billionaires are, are pouring billions into life extension and ultimate, ultimately immortality. That's, you know, <clears throat> one way or the other, that's, that's the big casino. But they'll settle for life extension now and they're spending a lot of money and funding all kinds of research and all kinds of studies are being done. And <clears throat> this study that, caused the, the uproar was they said that, oh, I don't know, something like, you could reverse your biologic age, I don't know, three years and eight weeks by using this particular protocol. Mm. You look at the protocol, what is it? Oh, they're doing 30 minutes of 60 to 80% yeah. exercise five times a week, well, you know, that's cycling, sitting on a stationary walking. bike. Yeah. 60% is wall mall. That's walking around the mall, people. Walking treadmill, yeah. Yeah, 60%. That's nothing. Insufficient, number one. Number two, oh, they're going to exercise the disciplined diet. All right. We'll go along with that, right, Jim? Yep, yep. Yeah, no problem there, right? Yeah. It should have some sort of a a meditational aspect to it. And I'm thinking, oh, brain train, right? You know, yeah. psych, adherence, uh, habit force. I mean, you know, we think about it differently. And they say, it should have a meditational component. Great, let's have a brain train component. And what was the last one? What am I, what am I missing? Uh, cardio? Uh, rest? Rest, yes. Oh, enforce, enforced sleep. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yes. Wow, let's enforce, like we, let's make, legislate siestas. Yeah. Right? That sounds like somebody's book. Well, and it's, but, but it's all diluted. I mean, and I, you know, I, I talk about myself, I go, this was the premise of the purposeful primitive, which I wrote <laughs> right. now, 12 years ago, it says you have four interrelated aspects. You have to, it, we're really talking about transforming the body. That's why everybody diets. That's why they go to the Y. That's why they run. That's why they, you know, whatever, lift. You want to transform the body. You're not satisfied with the way it is. You want to turn it into what you want it to be. So you get on it uh, to the point that your mental dissatisfaction causes you to actually do something about it, right? So you start to diet and exercise. You have to have 
a resistance training element, a nutritional element, uh, a, a cardio element, and a brain train element. Now, within each of those four broad categories, there are subcategories, right? Within uh, resistance training, you've got absolute strength, you've got explosive strength, you've got sustained strength. In cardio, you've got what? Steady state and burst, right, Jim? Yeah, high intensity <clears throat> and low intensity. Nutrition, we try to steer people around to thinking about, think more about frequency, less about content and volume, right? So we shift it away so we don't get caught in the the muck and the mire of, oh, this nutrient or that nutrient. It's like, look, fill it with whatever you want. But think in terms of either you want to do a multiple meal, small feeding thing, or you want to do an intermittent thing. Do one or the other. Don't stay in the bland middle. And psychologically, you need to do something. You need to, first off, you need to see results. I mean, the, the, the greatest mental propellant is results. <laughs> right real ones improve back if you don't get results yeah yeah and you need honestly you need to see it in the first couple of weeks that's what hooks them and the way we do it is we hook them because the lifting improves the technique improves uh physically they they do get stronger and they feel better they feel better almost immediately and a lot of times it may just be not weight on the bar for instance i'm training these three four year old ladies over 40 yeah. And the first day, this one woman could not get down to a squat. No, no. There's just yeah. no chance. Now she's squatting, holding a kettlebell. That's and, right. And it's no great poundage on the bar or whatever, but no. she did a full squat without the kettlebell, just a full yes. squat on her own, that grin across her face. Yes, yes. You know, that's why you do it, to see that kind yeah. of result. So that's a result, <clears throat> you know, and just in range of motion. You know. and, look, and, and look at the function you gave her back. Oh yes, my, I was going to say that. I know. So you great, know? so gratifying when that but, when that but we we have the method, and this is part of the reason that like I'm heading to Manhattan this weekend to talk to largely physical therapists, and they're they're very interested in this overarching strategy, you know. And uh, like I said, we're going to bring uh, Master Chief Henderson in, and he's going to talk to him about it too because it's the same. <laughs> we need to get the most for the least. Mm-hmm. in each of the areas because we don't have two and a half hours six days a week to train in the gym right okay that's not real and we have to work jobs and we have families and we have kids we have responsibilities we have this we have that and you know we got to work around that so but, but still incorporate those four elements you know drill down on each of the subcomponents put it into motion better to have a little bit of everything than a whole lot of any one or two right everybody oh i you know they lift and they do cardio well you know what you can still be fat you sure can <laughs> mm-hmm. look at the nfl it's loaded with guys who can bench 450 and you know you know i guess they could probably run a marathon it wouldn't be very fast but they weigh 350 and have 30 percent body fat and and marty you've been doing this uh for years Years uh, and years. The what? The intermittent fasting. The the matrix here. Oh yeah, because you know it's, it's logical and it's easy, yeah. and it, if one amps the other, and you know sometimes I don't, uh, you know the lifting might not be happening, but you know the cardio feels good, man. It, you know, but, you get traction in different 
areas. But you're you're a, you're a walking billboard for this matrix here. I oh. mean, this stuff works. I mean, you're 71. Uh, I mean, no, no, I'm 39, dude. Can we pe- quit bringing that? This is the 29th on. anniversary of your 29th <laughs> birthday. 39, 39, 39. So, uh, um, get it straight. But but you know how many people that I know that are. 70 or a little bit above that are absolutely wrecked. I mean, and they depend just on wrecked. medicine instead of nutrition. They depend on medicine. Oh, we need medicine. Yeah. Medicine, instead yes. of, instead of just cleaning up your, your diet, right. And getting right. And, and getting your supplementation perfect where it needs to be. You go to the doctor, take a pill for, for your joints ache. And you, you know, you go to the doctor. God, it's horrible. It's just, that. it's, yeah. it's just the reverse of what we were meant to be as humans. Right. You know? I have a good kind of cool test that I'm using as of late. I have a uh, occasion on recently you, you just, uh, your confidence is down, you know, for whatever reason you're down on yourself. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I have a bunch of dumbbells in the deck. So when I feel like that, I walk out there and I got a pair of 55s and I just pick them up and I rep them out. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's say a good day for me is 10. Well, if I go out there on an underconfident day and I get nine, it's like, dude, you need to buck up. There's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> you, you, you know, and also it breaks that, that effort. And I'm not going to walk out there and, and grab the 55s. I'm going to go 40, 50, you know, couple reps and then 55. So, you know, I'll do three sets to get there. But, but that, first of all, it shatters whatever psychological down mood you were in. Yes. yes. The effort, the three sets. Yeah. Uh, and especially the last one, because man, you're pushing it. You're how many can I get? And it's, you always, you don't use a super heavy weight. Use a weight you can do for like 10, right? That's not going to hurt you. And just, I like something that I can do overhead. Or it, it's, it's it's interesting you said it breaks that whatever you're going through psychologically it breaks it and reduces it. It's like so throwing one when you're done. It's like you're throwing like, water on a toaster. Yeah, so, so isn't it like this? When you're done, everything is so much more clear. Like, the perspective okay, turns well, around. I am yeah. worried. I'm wor- I am worried about that bill, but all I'm gonna do is just make these three payments, and I'll be okay. You know what I mean? You're, before you go, I mean, I'll give you a perfect example. And this is an example of how cool my father is. When my first son was born, he had a lot of complications. I mean, a lot, you know. And, uh, you know, he came back in the room and da-da-da. He was in intensive care. So anyway, I'm sitting there for a few hours. And my dad says, hey, man, go to the weight room. And I'm like, oh. what's that? And he goes, go lift and come back. I went mm-hmm. and I was, you know, I always listened to my father. I didn't say a word, man. Went over there. It was the, the walk is only about five minutes to my office and did, did a squat session, did some deadlifts or bent over rows or whatever. And then now I could say, okay, knock, here's, the, here's knock the, the hell out of yourself. Yes. And I, then I said, here's the situation. Okay. Yes. This is what we need to do. It's yes. crazy. It's yes. freaking crazy how that works. You know, Chuck told me one time, <clears throat> one of his rare instances of insight, he goes, Marty, sometimes you just need to get get bitch slapped <laughs> and, and, and a hard workout is like a bitch slap. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, I tell you what's popular with the, um, the tier one guys that we work with is a concept we call roll out of bed strength. Right. And this is another resilience thing. It's like, okay. Um, well, like, okay. Walk outside. All right. 
what can you, how heavy a set of dumbbells can you clean and rep for 10 with no warm up? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Uh, what can you deadlift for five? No warm up. Yeah. Marty, you gave a great example of a guy in your, uh, you, you have an article named, uh, it's called Roll Out of Bed Strength, I think. Yeah. And uh, who did you name in there that would just go up to a bar with like 500 pounds any time of the day? Oh, and- George Hector. I saw Hector. George Hector do that one. George, but George was squatting 950. Yeah. Okay. And for him, yeah. and I pointed this out, I said, that's <laughs> for him, it was 50%. Yeah, that's 50%. Right. And, I'm thinking, and I'm, so I'm thinking to myself, I said, okay, well, you know what? If I squat 400, 200? Oh, I could do that anytime, man. Yeah. yeah. If you squat 400, 200, well, I mean, that's nothing. And that's what it was to George. It was nothing. But it was 500 pounds. But so what really the, the I guess the larger point is, is that get your get your maximum up to in, automatically increase your roll out of bed strength. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're going and hitting those 55s on the deck, that's pretty much your roll out of bed strength. But it, no, it absolutely is. I mean, and, and maybe on a bad day, I get six, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna, right. I'm going to send you a, a good, no, I couldn't, <laughs> I, I couldn't, ha- I couldn't handle them. I'm not, I'm not ego bound anymore. I couldn't handle them. I could deadlift them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could, I could maybe uh, clean them and squat them. You know, yeah. when you put the bell up on your shoulder, if you didn't done double, dumbbell squat or double kettlebell squat where you put it up in a clean position. Sure. That's a a tough exercise, pal. Mm -hmm. But getting back to resilience, getting back to the study, what I point out is that if in the study that they got these fabulous results that everybody's losing their mind over, i.e., oh, eight weeks of what? Mild exercise, half-ass diet, uh, a little bit of... uh, meditation Focusing on your sleep a little bit yeah enforce sleep i love that yeah. love enforce sleep that's great uh you know and keep that up for only eight weeks well i say let's go eight weeks let's go some hardcore weight training let's do some intense sweat drenched cardio let's do some let's do some eating with some purpose yeah right nutrient dense all the way seasonally appropriate food uh, locally sourced proteins and produce, right? Organic as possible, powerhouse foods, right? Let's have a brain train element. What's a brain train element? Get some damn results, man. Yeah, and uh, and to give them that feeling afterwards. Ah, oh, the glow because the glow. of glow. Teach somebody how to visualize. To teach somebody how to do all that that mental rehearsal that we talk about. You know, yes. that's all brain tra- brain brain. Right. Yes. And well, the whole thing is really brain train. And isn't that the best time to do your workout first thing in the morning? Because I tell you what, like we were talking about, it changes your whole perspective. It kind of, it kind of uh, compartment. It helps you compartmentalize. I think. Yeah, I think you got to uh, sweat in the morning, even if it's going for a run. Even if it's yes, doing, I think you got to sweat in the morning. That, it gets you ready for your day. There's no other better way of doing that. Weight training is different for different people. Some some guys, most guys that I know say, no way, man, I cannot get my my excrement together till at least three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm ready to roll then. Great. Yeah. You know what? You guys train at night, but you know what? Wake up and do some cardio. Thank you. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Your choice. You want to sit in a stationary bike at home? That's cool. 
Me, I prefer to get outside if I can. Yeah, if you're out of shape, you'll get a you'll get a great cardio workout with just power walking. Yep. Yeah. Right. But do it. Get up. Get out. You know. Do something. Just don't. Uh, yeah. I mean, and then and then they'll say, "Well, I don't have the time." But you have a minute. Well, I got a minute. Okay, walk for a minute. We'll wake up earlier. You know what I mean? No, I'm saying. You, you, but I'm saying that what they when they say that to me, they go, "What time do you get up?" They go, I, "They go six o'clock." I said, "We'll get up at four thirty. Like I, know. I, I, I said, I, "That's I, and I said that's late." I said, "That's late for me." Yeah. Yeah, that's vacation well, yeah, time. I don't go to bed till yeah. earlier. <laughs> yeah, we always have the morning if you just get up a little earlier. But they don't want to give up late night TV. You know, you know, you got to see. Uh, I don't even know who's on late night TV. I don't either, but that's what Jay Leno. <laughs> no, that that's, that stuff's not on anymore. Think about Jimmy it. Fallon. That, that's how you that's how you hook somebody. You get them to do it for a week, like we're saying, uh, they'll never stop. And they feel so much better, right? And particularly if you can get some of that refined food out of their diet, that's the thing. Oh, mentally, chemical laden. It's just you know, it's just it's just they're they're poisoned. Yeah, and it's funny, you know, if you because I don't eat any of that shit, that stuff. All the if we have chips or something, they're baked and they're they're um, I forgot what they are, but they're you know, there's nothing to them. They're like freaking uh, styrofoam. Anyway, um, but on occasion i've had like a hot dog at a baseball game or something like that and we eat these organic grass-fed hot dogs in my house when you have one of those you feel like crap man yeah. you feel awful <laughs> yeah you know why right? because your system is clean all that crap in there man that that's what that's that's that that is my what my wife my wife is so clean that any little bobble and um she got out of sorts and she drank a too much beet juice right yeah hey, I, hey, like, Jim. Oh, I said oh my lord yeah. uh, my my attorney says he said you know he said he's a a big big tough burly rugby coach right he's my attorney so he said uh, yeah i said uh, you know stacy she you know my son they're like ferraris he said we're like diesel garbage trucks we can run on anything and <laughs> we don't go very fast so i said yeah we're like rhinos she's like a panther different fuels right yeah you know and i can i can get by on some very very coarse fuel and uh, you know like for me you know there was a time when cleaning up meant only eating two 7-eleven big bites instead of five right yeah and you get ripped, <laughs> Jim. I think one of the I think one of the biggest things why we feel like crap when we eat that stuff. It's not that it's just like different ingredients, and it's not the pure ingredients that we're used to, but we actually know what's in it. <laughs> we realize what's in it, and we're going like, "Oh my god!" So, uh, you know, uh, uh, Rich Salky would lose his mind. He'd be like, you know, like uh, how can they? And I think Stacy told me this the other day. She said, "How can they put it on a shelf?" And just let it sit there. Mark Chalet, Mark Chalet told me way back in the day, he said, you know what I love about a Twinkie? Yeah. He says, you can put a put it on a post, come back 10 years later, and it'll be just as good. Yeah. Sure. Same with, a, uh, <laughs> same with a, a hamburger from a certain restaurant. <laughs> Mark also told us that beer was good for recovery. God, I love that. Yeah, I think it is. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Especially right after we, we, embrace, we embrace that truism. Yes. <laughs> It's a Viking. It's a, it's from the Vikings, man. 
just call it mead and and yeah. Budweiser. Well, uh, it's got doesn't beer have chromium picolinate in it, so it uh, helps you recover. I benkozide mm -hmm. and, and, and mm -hmm. carbs. It went really good with mass building phases. Yes, mm -hmm. beer and pizza. Not so good with lean out. All right, so resilience, 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 and the the the, the thing of the study was was that oh you do these very mild lifestyle changes and it increases your resilience mm. and we're like what 60 percent effort will increase your resilience i mean what a testament to how how criminally out of shape people are <laughs> yeah, that's true a 60 percent effort do you know how feeble you must be that you will get a, an adaptive response from a 60% effort. I mean, it's, it's, it's not good, right? But that's what you've got. In, in, in order to reap the gains, you have to continually bump up against your current limits. There's no other way. But why, why would the body improve and grow muscle and, and burn off fat in response to submaximal effort? Yeah. I don't yeah, think that. you don't change by accident unless you're unless you're putting on body fat. I, I don't. And, and again, I've you, done that it, by accident a few times. If you're growing muscle, you have to have an excess of, of good nutrients. You can't be starved and grow muscle. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Let okay. go of that last row of abs. It's okay. You know. Well, and per, as Perillo pointed out, that's the thing about the keto guys. The keto guys can't grow any muscle. They're great for getting ripped. Yeah, you got to have the glycogen. You've got to have some carbs if you want to if you want to add lean right. muscle mass, and that's now, the inconvenient truth. Now, will that also uh, cause you to lose muscle as well? We know you can't put put it on. I'm yeah, really for sure. Sure. yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. If you have yeah. the, if you're doing a keto, yeah, yeah. No, I think what you have to do is what Deep Pasquale talked about was you have to do it intermittently. So it has yeah, to be yeah. you know, four or five right. days, and then right. you get that insulin right. up, and then you mm -hmm. bring it back down again. You get the insulin right. up, and you bring it back down again. I think that's the most effective way to not lose muscle on that type of diet. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I, I, how about here's another clue. Let's not get terribly fat in the first place. You know what I mean? And it's not hard. You just have to, you know, why not have a, a trash? I won't say a trash day because I think that is a little excessive. Uh, I mean, the only dessert. oh my God, the IHOP for breakfast right on yeah. through. You know, no, come on, man. How about a giant dinner, you know, or, yeah. or whatever, something in the afternoon, one big blowout. You can have whatever you want. What do you want? Ice cream, beer, pizza, whatever you want. Get it out of your system. Have at it. You know, give yourself what? Three hours. Yeah. You can do a lot of damn damage in oh three hours. God. I was down to an hour, but yeah. <laughs> I, tend to do, yeah. I tend to do that. I tend to do that on Saturday nights. Like, we'll yeah, get there you go. Run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? I've been loving this. Uh, there's this Italian restaurant over here, and I get uh, this big, big piece of salmon and this angel hair pasta, and it's yeah. it's loaded up and garlic bread and man, it is. It's got this sauce on it. Uh, I forget what see, kind of sauce. See, see now that that would be my everyday eating. I know, but and, for me, that's and then because, and then when I binged, it would be like. You know, where are the mussels verdecchia? Where's the lobster yeah. fra diavolo? Oh, bring on the uh, but. The, the pizza. I think Jim Fontina likes ice cream pizza. and all that stuff. I'll take yeah. that too. We'll do that too. Right See, there. I don't. I don't ever yeah. eat that. 
I don't ever eat that oh. once in a oh, while. You don't, know. Oh. you don't you don't know what you're missing. You don't Dude, know. Just, there's this little, don't know farm, me. this little farm farmer's market. It's I think we do that, yeah. Literally a mile from my house, and it's got soft serve and uh, you know, regular <laughs> ice cream, and it's so damn good on a menu on a hot day sitting there looking at the cornfield, eating a big old twist cone with Jimmy. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> twist cone. Oh, man. A twist cone and a hoagie. Yeah. You know, if, you, if JP had one of those, you'd fall over an insulin shock. <laughs> I know, man. Yeah, it is. I know. I, I just don't crave that stuff. I crave like carb type of stuff, like pizza and yeah. you me know, too. That kind of stuff. You know, as an aside, I was talking to one of our, our tier one friends who retired recently and he was about 220. And he said he listened to the podcast where Rich says, you should never be full you should push away from the table you should never be full when yeah. you get you know you're trying to stay lean he's lost 20 pounds since that since that podcast <clears throat> well that's again that's that. that's the kind of guy that will actualize that advice yes and have that discipline say, oh that's what i need to do i'm gonna do it you know i i couldn't do it man yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry uh you know you're pushing in you're pulling in closer <laughs> he's pushing out right yeah. well you know I kind of been doing that too, except for Saturday nights. And, uh, and the other thing that I've mentioned before, you know, I'm, I'm really into not mixing the fats with the carbs. I keep right. those meals separate. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's I'll say idea. it again. I think that, I think that is one of the most basic steps people could make that will make a difference in your dieting, in your, in your nutrition. Keep those as far apart as possible. Mm -hmm. Isn't it funny if you just eat a hot dog, you're not going to get fat. But if you eat the hot dog and add the bun, you could get fat. You know what I mean? What's with What's with you and hot dogs today? And I do love hot dogs. Though. I love hot dogs too. <laughs> Dude, when I was <laughs> little, I used to go to the University of Maryland games, and my dad would would buy me as many hot dogs as I wanted. And that was when they were in those aluminum foil in those cases, and a guy would uh, come around and yeah, there'd be a dollar, right? And the the roll would be a little hard and and crunchy, and the hot dog would be. It would be oh man! I put uh, how, how many? How many do you think you'd put away? Look, at, uh, at least six during a game. And I was a kid, mm -hmm. and I have like right. four coats too. <laughs> there was yeah, all right. place, man, there was mustard everywhere. <laughs> oh, it's so much fun, though, man! I'd get done well, with my football games, and then we'd go to Bird Stadium, and we'd watch the uh, watch, and I'd have my football pants on and stuff. That was so great, so great. How old were you? Twenty three. Yeah, it was just last year. But, uh, <laughs> I was probably around uh, 10, something like that. 10 years old. Oh, man, that must have been the thrill of a lifetime. Unfortunately, they had a losing team. Were you there when Claiborne no, was No, no, man. We, that was when Claiborne was there. So we yeah. went like three or four years in a row winning the ACC. Yeah, yeah. Oh, now, before that, before that, you're right, Marty. They were bad. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. So, all right. Um, so... If you want to live to 150, right, you got to clean up your diet, figure out some sort of a frequency schedule, get rid of the bad stuff, don't leave anything out, don't mix fat and carbs, allow yourself a cheat day, that's about it, right? Yeah, so the, the, the 100%, how, when you're looking at a week with somebody who's, let's say they're, they're just starting off, how many days a week do they need to do something 100%? Now, we know the weight training. So if they, but when they're cardio-wise, is there days that you would have them just go for a walk and then the next day do a high-intensity 
Well, it depends on how uh, we're talking a totally out of shape person. I just have them walk and each day I'd I'd either try to have them. All right. So let's say on day one, they take a walk. And I said, no, look, just, you know, walk as comfortably, really move your arms, move your body and, but just comfortably stop. And let's say the first day their duration is 16 minutes. And let's say they're, they've got their heart rate monitor on and their blended session average for the 16 minutes is 123, a little bit high, right? Because this is an out of shape person. So I said, okay. So each day they would clock and I would, I would keep them at the, uh, what would I do? I'd add a minute per session. All right. So they did 16 minutes in day one. I would want them to do 17 minutes on the second session, 18 minutes in the third session, keep the same pace, right? Don't, whatever that initial pace was that you walked and you walked hard, which because is Because you are, you are in, in, uh, expecting in the variables, you're just making it longer instead of- uh, And it's, it's, it's all they can do. Right. They're, they're arbitrarily stopping at 16 minutes because that's all they got. They're spent. They're... Yeah, they're spent, they're spent. Right. So eight minutes out, eight minutes back, oh, I'm spent. that's all I had, coach. Great. Well, you know, now we go, uh, you know, nine minutes out, nine minutes back. Easy. Right. And but with each morning session, as you pointed out, JP, first off, they burn through any residual glycogen in their system. Right. So when they do their cardio and again, we want them to push, we want them to move their arms, you know, and, and put on some music and get into it and try to beat. They know what they're you know, and, 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 you know, let's, let's move these numbers. And by the end of what, in 10 sessions, they've gone from 16 minutes to 26 minutes. Right. And where do you want them to max out eventually? Well, you know, have at a 30 minutes, we re-examine and say, no, you got 30 minutes, but you know Mm -hmm. what, we're going to drop back to 20, but we're going to move a little faster. Perfect. Right. Just changing it a little bit. So you, you've been averaging now because as they got more in shape, that 123 for 16 minutes drops down to 107 mm-hmm. for 30 minutes. Great. But now we're going to go back to 20. Now you're in shape. So let's uh let's push it a little bit, right? Let's go the same distance, but let's go quicker. Right. right. Like, let's say they do a mile, a uh, half mile out, half mile back. Okay. Well, in your way, well, I don't know, you're on a flat. So well, I don't know, your time is whatever, 16 minutes. Well, let's try to improve that. All right. Yeah. Yeah. They love that because they're, they're just working against themselves. They can always improve on what, what they have done. Right. in very, very recent past. And that gets them fired up. And also they're getting lighter because they're, they're jettisoning, you know, uh, Taco Tuesday. Yeah. <clears throat> right. And sodas four times a day, right? How many times have you had somebody say, oh, my knees are killing me and they drop even 10 pounds. Man, my knees feel so much better. And they yeah. don't, and they, they don't complain from walking. I, I think it's criminal mal. I think it's fitness malpractice to have out of shape people jog. Uh, I know. I saw this guy yesterday, man. I felt so sorry for him. It, his his uh, overgrown 
rest were hitting him in the mouth almost. He was so, oh, no. so big. But. And you hear them coming. Bam, 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 bam. Hear their feet. Just bam, wanna, bam. You just want to say, dude, I admire that. Yeah. Now, now let me help you. Yeah. Just go for a walk. Go down to that flagpole down there and, and do it at a decent pace and go back. <laughs> and tomorrow go down to the telephone pole, past the flagpole, and you'll get more out of it you know, than doing that horrific jog and, where you're killing yourself. And, and, and put on a heart rate monitor and realize that that, that that power jog down and back from the flagpole, you're generating an 84% of age-related heart rate max. Mm. Dude, that's all, I mean, you don't want more than that. That's really at kind of unsafe levels for the, for the barely fit. Right. Well, and Jim, like you said, I mean, if the guy starts out that way, like you said, I mean, his longevity is going to be better. He's going to stick. He's going to more than likely stick to what he's doing. He's not going to be killing himself, having sore knees, all that stuff. Or having to quit because of his pain. I can't can't get out of bed. Right. Because this, this, this personal trainer who's insisted that I jog, or you just don't want it bad enough. Yeah. Is you know, wrecked, wrecked my knees because I and I'm running and I'm pounding my feet on concrete yeah. with every step and I weigh 250 pounds. Well, he was he was about three bills, but yeah. yeah. But uh, but Jim, you know what? And Marty, I think that's a uh, that's an important point to make. I mean, we're inundated with social media, Instagram, whatever, and you get on there and maybe you follow certain people that you like for fitness or whatever. Uh, they're doing, you know, they're working out tough. They, they, they're doing lots of different things. Maybe you're just starting out. They've been doing that for years. You're not starting off at that level. You don't need to start off at that level. Don't kill yourself. Scale it way back. Well, and plus have you'll make more gains if you don't. That, you'll make yeah. more gains if you start. If, if you want to eventually get to that level, fine. But that didn't what, happen overnight. What is the goal? What is the goal of cardio training? You've got to re-examine that. And the goal of cardio training is to elevate the heart rate, keep it at a sustained elevation for the duration of the session. Whether it's burst style or whether it's steady state or whether you're playing racquetball or tennis or whatever, <clears throat> that's how you get the cardio effect, right? And it has to be, if you can put a numeric value on it, by just wearing a simple chest strap and just reading what it's, what impact your heart rate is, the exercise you're doing is having on your heart rate. Why would you not want to know that? Because so many people are doing so much more than they should be doing. And it invariably leads to they just quit because it, it, they hurt themselves. And it can happen yeah. in the weight it can happen in the weight room. It can happen running. It can happen in a, a fitness boot camp, which are very popular. And if you're not prepared for that, uh, if all you do is you know walk from the living room to the refrigerator to the computer, to the car, you know, you're not ready for a fitness boot camp. I don't know why anyone would ever do one anyway. It's just, it's, it's just mindless exercise. It's not training. There's a difference between exercise and training, but we can get that into another time. But resilience, weight training, intense cardio. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Hard weight training. primitive 10 years yeah. ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. More than that. See, you invented all this, Marty. 
No, I didn't actually. I just kind of, I just kind of codified it. it was you put stuff, it together in words? Yeah, yeah. It was stuff handed down to me by my mentors. I just right. uh, put it into you know a cogent form. Yeah. And Jim, well, you got you got me. Yeah, go ahead, Jim. Well, you'll be at the seminar this this weekend, and there'll be people with their mouths wide open, like I've never heard of this before. I've never thought of that before. That these basic fundamental exercises and these techniques will keep me healthier. You know, it's, it's, you're always sort of shocked when people don't know it, but you know, there it's, it's not like, it's just, a, we have nothing to sell. You know what I mean? This philosophy is, is simple. Yeah. It's, it's, gimmicky. it's plain vanilla. You know, you know, when we had Hendo on last week, I loved one of the things that he said was stick to the basics, stick to, uh, you know, powerlifting, weightlifting with, with bars and things like that. He said, the rest is shtick is what he said. <laughs> he said, all these gimmicks and all this is all BS. He says, we know what works and, and they've been doing it for the past couple hundred years. It's tried and true. And that's exactly right. Yeah. 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 Really is that simple. Yep. Um, you know, this was a good podcast. Pretty much all our podcasts are, are really good. Uh, some are better than others. I think the biggest takeaway for me on this one is finding out that Marty is only mid middle aged. <laughs> That's right, baby. Thirty nine. <laughs> you got a long ways to go, man. We're, we're going to be doing podcasts for a long time. I'm rolling. <laughs> All right, uh, Marty, you're going to be somewhere in New York uh, tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> yep, New York City at the uh, Reload. Studio yeah. gym, and uh, we're gonna have um, myself and I believe Phil Ross is coming in. Master Phil Ross, MMA mm -hmm. trainer of champions, is coming in on Saturday, and then we've got uh, Master Chief Henderson coming in on Sunday. Wow! And uh, yeah, this is gonna be a, a good group of uh, highly intelligent professionals, and we're gonna show them show them our primitive ways <laughs> right and and um you know people are going to hear this after the the event's already been but uh there's going to be more workshops over there and you can go to i believe their website is reload pt is in physical therapy so reload pt good bunch of guys and gals over there ryan child's over there a whole bunch of uh, very knowledgeable people ryan's the owner yeah 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 he is and uh, you, you guys will be over there. So yeah, they'll have they'll have more stuff coming up that we'll announce. Um, and as far as uh, at home goes, let's see. You're you've got a weekly column, Raw with Marty Gowder. You can see that at IronCompany.com. Um, your latest article is is what we talked about today: lifespan, strength training, and improving resilience. It's up now. I made sure and, the, and, and the and the warning not to drink mercury and jade sprinkled with uh, yes. cinnabar. Yeah, we didn't get to any of the uh, alchemy stuff, but uh, that that's all pretty interesting. How they used uh, to drink elixirs. Yep, of immortality. How'd that work yeah. out? Oh, he died at 27. <laughs> Didn't work out too good, yeah. I don't even think Kurt Kowalski would put mercury in his shake. Depends. He'll put beer in there, but not uh, <laughs> That's true. Um, 
All right. The so Gallagher is the Instagram, the Marty Gallagher. Yeah. Page. Thank you, Jim. Yeah. yeah. At the Marty Gallagher. Oh, there's one more thing, Jim. Yes. Uh, Stacy's website is functional hyphen strength.org. And uh, she's got a lot of Marty's articles over there, a lot of uh, different training, and she's probably got recipes on there and all kinds oh, of stuff. Overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, it is. Good, man. <laughs> uh, and then for all your gym equipment and flooring needs, go to ironcompany.com. Right now, we're fully stocked with rubber hex and urethane hex dumbbells. They carry a two-year warranty. I love, I love those things. Those things oh, yeah. Great. Oh. They, they carry a two-year warranty, which is, uh, you know, uh, one of the industry's best. And they've got the uh, safety head design. Now, the thing about these hex dumbbells is... They're an, they're an economy type dumbbell. So what a lot of the manufacturers do is they just simply glue the heads on the handles without securing them on the inside. Well, these people throw them down a few times and loosen them up. These things literally slide off the handles on people's face. So don't be fooled by the price. If you're buying these for a school or your gym or whatever, uh, it's always safety first. So check ours out. Uh, and uh, anything else you might need for fitness. And then of course, there's Jimmy Steele. We don't want to forget about him. Uh, he's got articles. He's got one on there right now called uh, Keep Going and Power Through the Workout. Keep going. So- What's that about? Well, I talked about myself. If I'm, I, was, I squatted that morning, I wrote the article and, in order to squat, I had both knee sleeves on. I had my groin wrapped with a super wrap. <laughs> I just called myself names and then hold my breath and do that first rep. You know, it's just something that you have to do. It becomes such a need in your life that you have to get to that point where you're pushing as hard as you can. Uh, how, did it, how did it end up? I always finish, man. But I mean, did you make, did you make it worse? <laughs> no, it's never going away. I think it, I talked to a trainer friend of mine. He said it's uh, abdominal hernia or what do they call it? Sports hernia or whatever. Yeah. But whatever. I don't give a shit though. I'm going to lift anyway. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, hey, getting old isn't for sissies. That's I heard it. a few guys say that. It's, that's yeah. exactly right. I got a new, uh, new column up at Boss Barbell, which is good. It's, it's called Why. And I had to give all the why questions. Why did Skinner's plane have to crash? Why did. <laughs> You know, check it out man it's pretty good Ball Barber. Ball Barber. i mean you know alan collins and ronnie were at the top of the game man you know artemis was doing good they were all who knows what you know the 10 more great albums you never know right i think just, i think that's an interesting question there's a lot of uh, uh just, history you could ask that right i just think Why of the happen? i yeah, just think i just think of the jukebox and talladega nights with ricky bobby yeah it's great <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then they look at the people who play the pet shop boys too. And Jim, your website, uh it's it's Boss Barba, but it's spelled B A S B A R B L L Boss Barba. Yeah. And uh and you'll we'll have your new article up here in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. That's it. All right. All right, man. Thank you. Go eat. Go eat, boys. Go get some protein and uh whatever. Website.